What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. Welcome back, guys. The Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We're live with you on a Thursday and a snowy, snowy Thursday. Here we're in our neck of the woods. What's up, Papa Dude? Oh, not much. I'm uh, not feeling real good today. Got my uh, booster shot yesterday, and I'm feeling the effects of a little bit. But anyway, I'm uh, ibuprofen's miracle drug. It takes care of a lot of things if you take enough of them. So, That's right. Yeah, that definitely. I would just pop four of those in every four yep. hours. It'll be fine. Right. <laughs> you don't even remember that you got the, the show. No, I think I'm on sticks right now, probably. Probably six <laughs> for, the, for the day yeah. and got rid of those body aches and just a little draggy, but I'm ready to roll. Yeah, it's it's good to get that. I was supposed to get that, and I forgot to go today. So that's that's good. Real good, real good start to the year for me. Uh, yeah, snowed about a couple inches, and uh, yeah, it's 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 cold. It feels like winter finally here, but we got a lot going on. We got a lot to talk about today. The national championship of college football coming up on Monday. We'll talk about that. Also, week eighteen. Yes, that's right. Week eighteen of the NFL final week of the season. Got some big games to break down as well. Uh, let's let's just get right to it here, Papa Dude, as I uh, will take us off there and put the screen up as normal. Let's break down this national championship game. It's unbelievable. We've built and built and built to this, and it's <laughs> two teams we've already seen play once, Georgia and Alabama. And despite Alabama beating Georgia 41-24 to in the SEC title game, Alabama is an underdog. Georgia two and a half point favorite. Initial thoughts on this game, Papa Dude. Well, does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. And the game <laughs> was on a neutral field, by the way. It was, and it yeah. wasn't close. Right. I mean, it wasn't like they blew them out right at the last. They pretty much had a safe lead, you know, most of the game. And now they're three point underdogs. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've thought about it a little bit. Here's the deal with this championship game and all the NFLs going, coming down to the, the climax of the season. Isn't this kind of an afterthought right now? I mean, have I haven't even thought about it much. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, – I, all the bowl games and everything are over with. And for some reason, I haven't given this much thought. I, maybe it's because Alabama's ended every year. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But uh, – it should be a hell of a game. And, you know, you go through the, all of the scenarios that uh, we've always heard, it's hard to beat a good team twice mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But none of this applies to Alabama. You ever notice <laughs> none of it applies to them? No. They just keep on rolling. And uh, I can't bet against them. Uh, what are you, how are you leaning? Well, they open at three and a half. And that's just like, <laughs> they're just begging you to bet Alabama. I feel like at three and a half. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Uh, so now it's at two and a half. I liked Bama at three and a half. Um, you know, the big thing for me that the mystery of the first time these two played. So Georgia scores 24 points. To me, right. that's about what I expected them to score in that game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Alabama put up 41, and not only did they put up 41, from the second quarter on, they barely were even held to a third down. Like, they just dominated that Georgia defense. So you look at Georgia's other games, they've absolutely dominated everybody. They murdered Michigan last week, right? They did. They did. So it's like, I don't think that defense is just a a fluke or they they played a bunch of bad teams because Michigan had been moving the ball on everybody. Mm -hmm. So – I don't know what to think of that. And I also don't know what to think. It's like, it's not like Alabama has been this powerhouse offense game in and game out, right? Absolutely not. They haven't been bad by any stretch of the imagination. They've been solid, but they haven't been like a record setting type offense. To me, the big key is, was Georgia giving up 41 kind of a fluke? They weren't ready or is that what Alabama is going to do to him again? That's that's key to the game. If Alabama can get in the 30s and 40s, they're going to win this game again. No yeah. doubt about it. I agree. It's The key is it was the long pass that beat Georgia. It mm-hmm. was the passing game. And I heard, uh, well, I heard Bob Stoops talking about it. And he said, you know, this is the only team Georgia's played that can get deep on them, that can throw the ball deep on them, because Alabama can stretch the field. Yeah, and they have world class uh, receivers, and Georgia didn't get any pressure on Young in that in that first meeting, which really shocked me because I remember you and I were talking. We were talking about it here on the show, and I thought that Georgia was going to bring pressure to Young and be in his face the whole day, and they didn't. So Alabama was able to keep the Georgia pass rush off of Young. Now, you would think that Georgia's going to make some adjustments somehow, and they're going to blitz more. Uh, you would think. They've got to get in his face to stop him. Uh, because, you know, if you can throw the ball like he can, and, and, and with the receivers they've got, they're very hard to stop. And it is a mystery how in the world some of these other teams stopped him like they did. I don't know. So you may have hit the nail in the head. They may have surprised Georgia. Georgia may have thought they were invincible. You know, and and their defense couldn't be touched. It's yeah. possible. You know, I have a feeling they're going to win. Georgia is, but I can't bet them. I just can't. I I cannot go against Alabama in these types of games. Yeah, and and Magic makes a comment. If you want to play Bama here, shouldn't you just play the money line since the line is less than a field goal? Sure. Yeah, I it, like I said, Magic. It was three and a half when it opened, and then I think it, to me that makes all the sense in the world. Take Alabama plus three and a half. But now, to me, you 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 play you play the money line because two and a half points. Yeah, you know, whatever. That that's, that's going to come down to bad luck. A yeah. couple of other things I find interesting. Like we said, the game was 41-24. Alabama wins in the SEC championship game. Now here we are a month later. They've only played one game. It's all another neutral field type of game here or type of game. It is over under fifty two. So it's like Vegas believes that game was kind of flukish, right? The over-under is 52. Alabama got 41 by themselves the last time these two played. What do you think of the total here? Yeah, that's that. you're right. They do think it was flukish. They really do. And you can see why. Uh, do they Do they have the point, the uh, team totals up? Yeah, so the team totals right now, Georgia 27.5, Alabama 24.5. So Vegas is telling us, the people that are setting lines are telling us, we don't think Alabama can repeat that type of performance. Right. You know, is it stupid to think that maybe that line's too high, even though where it is? 
I mean, can Georgia score 27 and a half? I mean, Alabama? they scored 24 the first time. What's the difference going to be? Well, and this Georgia offense is not spectacular. The Alabama defense seemingly getting better. To me, if Georgia wins the game, it's a 24-21 type game and well, everything goes under. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Absolutely. So to me, if you like Bama, I would bet Bama. I'd bet the over 52, and I'd bet Bama definitely over 24 and a half. I think Bama over 24 and a half is that's probably good, your best bet. That's a good bet. Yeah. It really is. Because they're going to have to score that probably. I, You know, Georgia's offense is better. Even, even in that game against Bama, they moved the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they did. In between the 20s, they moved the ball pretty well. And they were under constant pressure, and they were having to come from behind the whole game, which they weren't used to. I was pretty impressed with their offense in that game. And then last week against Michigan, my God, they did whatever they wanted against them. I think they're a little underrated offensively, Georgia is. And, and I think the Alabama defense is a little overrated. Mm-hmm. So here I, I'm about to talk myself into picking Georgia, but I can't do it. I just cannot because every time I pick against Alabama, I get beat. And and I've, I, they're vulnerable. I know they are. I've seen them play like crap too yeah. many times this year. Yeah. But they rarely play like crap in these games. That's it's, the it's just incredible. It just feels like they're begging you to take Alabama in all of yeah. this. Like, yeah. 24 and a half, and the over is minus 105, which is almost like, come on, please play the over is what they're wanting mm-hmm. to. I mean, it's it's crazy to me. It, doesn't it really make is. Sense. It really is. Um, you know, I, I've said it all, all year. I thought I thought Georgia would beat Alabama. You know, I, I thought Cincinnati would keep it closer in 13 and a half points last week as well. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm flipping over to Bama now and, and gonna get bit again by this team that I just <laughs> seem for some reason I usually they're a pretty easy team to get right. I've never got them right this year. So um yeah. I don't know. It's I it's think you're taking a risk betting against them. Yeah, I, it is, and I, I can't do it. I'm with you. It's like I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Is there a psychological advantage in this game for Alabama? I don't see how there's not. I don't either. Georgia just, can say whatever they want, but they haven't beat them in these games. Yeah, they've had a chance, but they haven't done it. So no. they can say whatever they want, you know. But oh, that doesn't mean anything. I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think. I think if it comes right down to it, I think it does. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm taking Alabama. I don't really you know, I started to say, but I'm rooting for Georgia. You know what? I don't like them either. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't have a lot of interest in this game. I don't like either team. It's hard for me to choose. Yeah, yeah, it is for me as well. It's 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 I don't know. It it I guess I would rather see Georgia win, but it it's like I guess I, said, I would too. I, I, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> with you, I hadn't really I hate how we finish the regular season of college football on like December 3rd and then the yeah. championship game in until January 10th. Yeah. And they play one game in between. I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. We need to move things up a little bit in my opinion, but that's, that's a subject for another day. Uh, you know, Sydney is joining us here and yes. she gets, she's very lucky. She gets to go to Sam Houston for the yep. next couple of days for, for the races on opening uh, day is today. And then also gets to go see her bison, North Dakota State, take on Montana State. Uh, North Dakota State, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Uh, that's on Saturday. So make sure to check that out. That'll be a really good game. I think it's Saturday at 
I don't know what time that is. One o'clock, maybe they play that game. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Cindy will let us know, I bet. Yeah, I forgot, Cindy, what time that is. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I think it's the afternoon. And anyway, so make sure to check that one out. A couple last comments before, before we move on to the NFL. Uh, betting against Bama in a national championship game feels like betting against the Pats in the Super Bowl. Sure, you can make money doing it, but you almost have to catch lightning in a bottle. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Isaac said he's going with Alabama to win, but it won't be close. But if it is, <laughs> I am betting they go into overtime. Isaac, Isaac loves, loves overtimes. these overtimes. He, he loves these overtimes. Isaac loves to predict the games are going to overtime. He does. Yeah. <laughs> 11 o'clock for this game. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. That's a funny time. You know, you know what that, that Sydney, that means I have to get up early and do all the horse stuff early, get all the picks in and then watch that. So I'll be getting, well, I, I love to watch uh, North Dakota state and yeah. folks, if you've never seen them, it's a machine. They're yeah. a machine and they're fun to watch. I don't know much about the Bobcats from Montana state, but uh, I, I, I would not tell you what, it's a safer bet to bet North Dakota state than it even is to bet Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, in all seriousness, they kind of are the Alabama of that class of FCS. They are. That's that's who they are, basically. They are awesome. Yeah, they are. They are. All right. Let's move on to the NFL. And as Isaac mentioned, the Chiefs play on Saturday. And that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Saturday at uh, 3.30, Chiefs and the Broncos. We got a lot of games that are meaningless and a lot of games that mean a ton. So to me, you pick and choose here. Uh, Chiefs, they they still need to win this game. They still have an outside shot uh, of making that number one seed. They're going to need a big upset. They're a 10-point favorite on the road uh, this weekend in Denver. I don't know, Papa Dude. Denver seems to have phoned it in. Do we do we have any kind of fight from the Broncos or is this Chiefs all day long? I kind of doubt it. I, I, I don't see the Broncos. They don't have enough offense even if they were going to fight. I don't yeah. think. I think they'll play hard because they don't like the Chiefs, but I can't see this being a, a, any kind of a game at all. the The Chiefs uh, don't want to go into the playoffs on a two game losing streak. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's a big game for them because if they lose, uh, they could drop to three or four in the mm-hmm. uh, playoff hunt. So this is a big game for them. Uh, the line is ten. I think they'll I think they'll cover that. I think it's 31-13, something like that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they dominate. I think the Broncos just like, let's get the season over with. You so. know, once Drew Locke had to play, they were <laughs> they were kind of yeah. done with it all. Hey, I, I want to go back because Cindy makes a comment here. I want to go back to college football for just a sure. second. Because I like this comment. She says, Think of the remarkable job the staff does recruiting players to North Dakota State. So they're yeah. in Fargo, North Dakota, right? Yep. How do they get players? And, yep. and I'll go even further. The Division II powerhouse is Northwest Missouri State, which is in Maryville, Missouri. Yep. How do they get – like, they do a fantastic job getting players to these yeah. schools. How do you think they do it? I don't know. It's yeah. it's just really good coaching that yep. knows the type of player – they need to get and i would say at that level you know you probably want to play up there but who wants to be up there in the winter time i mean it it is cold 
but they get these guys that are hard nosed, great football players to fit their system. They've always had a quarterback. You know, they've had what? There's two in the pros right now from from North Dakota State. Two yes. Points. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Carson Wentz and mm-hmm. what's the kids? Trey Lance at yep. uh, uh, 49ers, future of the 49ers, perhaps, yep. played at North Dakota State. So I they've always it. got a great quarterback. Uh, they they played a cool place. That's a cool place. The mm-hmm. Fargo Dome is cool. I think they've got the reputation that they can, and they know what they got, what they what they want to get, and they yeah. go out and get them. They recruit to their system. Even though they've had coaching changes, they continue to keep the same system. At Northwest Missouri, that's one of the most amazing transformations ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for those of you that aren't familiar, and that's probably everybody. Uh, well, well, just real quick, they are the North Dakota State, Alabama of Division Two. They are. Yeah. They are. And if you've ever been to Maryville, Missouri, there is nothing there. No. Small town, probably 15,000, 20,000. It's all that university. That's the only yep. thing that's there. Uh, pretty little campus. Came out of nowhere. They were the doormat of that conference for years. Got the right guy in there to coach. He took complete control of that, of that program. He did the laundry. He did everything. Yeah. Can't remember his name. He was an older guy. And then they've just had a succession of coaches. They've come in there since. And they just keep it going. And it is a miracle. It's amazing. They have no recruiting base, nothing. Kansas City is the closest uh, city. And there's good players in Kansas City, no doubt about it. But they're up against Missouri, Kansas, K-State, you know, Oklahoma recruits Kansas City, Nebraska recruits Kansas City. They get the players out of Kansas City that can't play at those big schools uh, it's an amazing story. It really is. Yeah, it's it's just it's unbelievable, and I get now that they're established. It's like okay, that's we're just we're a factory now, and we have that reputation. Yeah. But you got to look back and say, boy, how did they start convincing guys to go to Fargo, North Dakota, to play football? You know, it's not like there's other there's not other division one uh, AA previously FCS now schools that are in great locations that they could have yeah. went and played for. You know, in the same with with Division two. Uh, with Northwest Missouri. So right. it, it is, it's an incredible job, Sydney. You're right. They're recruiting to get it's people to come up there is, is, I mean, and you know, Aaron back, even when they were D two, they were in the playoffs every year. Oh yeah. North Dakota state used to be division two way back when, and they were, they were fantastic winning national championships yeah. and competing and in the, like in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. It really, it really, really is. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go on to the Cowboys and the Eagles, transitioning from that to the Cowboys and the Eagles here. A little bit of difference between these. <laughs> a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit. Although the, the Division One AA or FCS national championship is in Frisco, Texas. And this game is not in Frisco, Texas, but it does involve a team from Dallas, Texas. There as the go. Cowboys travel to take the take on the Eagles. Uh, Cowboys you know, they still need to win. They're fighting for position, get a little bit better seed, five-and-a-half-point favorite here on the road against Philly. Philly already in the playoffs, but, again, could get up to a six seed, could be a seven seed, depending on what happens. So who do you like in this one? Interesting game. Well, uh, that line has dropped. Yep. It was seven. I got him at seven, uh, Dallas seven over the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, who shows up? I mean, who's? it doesn't really mean much to either one of them. I don't think. I think the Cowboys are pretty locked in where they're at. Yeah. 
The Eagles could finish sixth. What's the difference between sixth and seventh? It, it has minor meaning, basically. Like, if you got a guy you need to rest, you're resting him. In this I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm wondering why that line's dropped a little bit. Has Dallas announced they're going to rest somebody, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I think for both teams' psyche, especially Dallas, they need to win this final game. Mm-hmm. Eagles, not as much. I think the Eagles – as I wrote in, in, in my article uh, on the website, you got to tip your cap to them already. I mean, tip your tip your cap to them already. They have accomplished so much yeah. in this season. Uh, I, I I you just kind of kind of read who you think is going to win. I took the Eagles plus seven when I had them at seven because I think it'll be closer than that. I think Dallas may win. But I, I would I would take the I don't know about the five and a half. That's a little bit of a difference. But I, I just think Philly playing Dallas, I think they're gonna play pretty good. Oh, here we go. Dallas has COVID protocol happening. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. This is a check and see. See who's gonna actually play, who's out. That's like and again, you don't know until the day of the game. Right. I lean Dallas if they're predominantly healthy. I I I just think. Like you said, I think if they would have won last week, in a way, they'd almost have a better chance of getting beat. But I, yeah. I'm with you. It's almost like Arizona last week. Like it was a huge win, not for positioning, not that they have a better chance of winning. That. I mean, they do have a better chance, but it still doesn't look good. They're going to win the division. Just to go in and say, "Hey, we can beat a good team. Yeah. We're not completely falling apart." And I think that's what Dallas is this week. So I took the Cowboys, but. Not a ton of confidence uh, in the Cowboys uh, this week. So, all right, let's move on to Sunday. This game's going to be very weird because the Bengals and the Browns are going to meet here. The Bengals have locked up the division. They got guys that are probably going to be out. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow sound like they're not going to play. Mixon's out out too. Oh, Mixon is out. Okay. Well, he entered COVID protocol uh yesterday i believe it was let's just say most of their players (laughs) that are good are in their covid protocols um so i i don't think you're gonna see a full you know a full bingo squad here the browns i mean case keenum gonna start a quarterback i'm not sure that that really matters Hmm. it's you know they barely played nick chubb against pittsburgh will they not play him here this is one like i have no idea who's even going to show up or play i don't know how you pick it cleveland is a six-point favorite so that tells you who who uh, Vegas thinks the, the Bengals are going to be missing here, right? Well, yeah, but I wouldn't have them as a six-point favorite anyway. No. I don't think the Browns are going to care. No. I this is a this is a game that nobody cares. They no. just want to get it over with. Yeah. Slowly Cole, what's it say? Now nah, 39. That's not bad. Uh I wouldn't bet this game because you just don't know who's going to play. You don't yeah. know. You know, these the last week of the season in the NFL is pretty tough to try to figure out. So uh, the over under is thirty eight. It may be under thirty eight. The final score. He might go that. I don't know. Yeah, revenge spot for the uh, for the Bengals. They got murdered against the Browns, which is hard to believe. Way back, uh, not that long ago, actually, it was the middle of November, or maybe the second week in November. Can't remember exactly. But yeah, I mean, with the Browns, they were. I, I don't. I'm with. Like, I don't know how they score in double digits. Maybe they know. do. Maybe the Bengals just aren't ready. I don't know. I wouldn't bet. I'm, well, I'm with you. I'm correct with you. me if I'm wrong. Aren't the Bengals third right now? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, they can mean something to them, I think. If the Chiefs lost and Tennessee lost and the Bengals won, the Bengals would have the number one seed. Okay. It, I don't think they want to drop to four. No. Because in the first round, that would make a difference as to who you play. If you're the four seed in the AFC, you're probably going to play New England first. Well, why would you want to play them? Yeah. I have a feeling Burrow's going to play. Really? If he can. Yeah. Now, the, I looked this morning because I saw that line and I thought, have they announced that Burrow's not going to play? Yeah. They have not. He did not practice, but why would you practice him with a sore knee? That would be pretty dumb. The only one that is uh, Chase yeah. is out, and McMixon is because he's in COVID protocol. Now, I guess he could test negative and maybe play. I don't know. The rules have changed. Yeah. I think it means something to the Bengals. I, I do, and I think if Burrow can play, I think he will. Yeah. And if he does, I'm taking the Bengals. So, but we don't know. So you can't really bet this game. I mean, the Bengals are getting six points at Cleveland. Yeah. That's probably just your bet. Bet the Bengals. I think so too. I mean, I, even if they have all their backups, they might be able to. Well, keep here's the deal. Pittsburgh may not score six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And oh, by the way, if you think Cleveland is uh, done with I'm the season, Cleveland, you, could go, you could go watch this game for eleven dollars. That's right, eleven dollars. That's how much they've just a that pro game for eleven dollars. Wow, yeah, that's there you go. Best value of the of the weekend um, there. All right, Packers probably going to rest everybody. That's why they're only a four point favorite against the Lions. Is this another one we just skip and say I I don't know what's going to happen here? I mean, Jordan Love's going to play quarterback. Yeah, I guess. That's something to see, right? So that is official. Yeah, he's yeah. Okay, because yeah. Aaron said he wanted to play. And I really? Thought, well, yeah. I don't think I don't that's think what he is. said after the game the other night. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't bet this one. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You just yeah. know that Detroit's crappy. That's all the thing you know. Yeah. And is Green Bay's B team as bad as as Detroit's because they're playing their JV magic. Magic says Detroit covers every week. So That's maybe true. Just, just, <laughs> he promises it's going to happen this week. Yeah. Uh, Bears, Vikings, I, you know, again, some of these games, you're, you've got problems if you're betting them, yeah. right? I mean, this yeah. is one. Yeah. Sure. If you're betting on Washington and the Giants, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Colts and Jags, this is a huge game for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, you know, they could miss the playoffs completely, yep. uh, with a loss and a Steelers win. So, big game for the Colts. They're 15 and a half point favorites against the Jaguars. What do you think? Can the Jaguars put up any kind of fight here, or do you think the Colts cruise in this one? Well, you know what? If the Colts lose, then the playoffs are wide open for several teams. If yeah. they win, that's it for a lot of teams. Yeah. You know, they control the playoffs in the AFC a lot. And lucky them, they get to go to Jacksonville to control it. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> how can you how can you pick the Jaguars? You just can't. It's I mean, stranger things have happened. I don't know, 15 and a half may be too much. You know, that's a lot of points. Yeah. But they, was, was it? Yeah, they lost 50 to 10 last week yeah. in New England. Are they no. suddenly going to rebound this week? <laughs> I don't see any way the Colts lose. 
Now, some of these teams that, hey, they must win to get either a number one position or or to make the playoffs, and that boy, they've all drawn lucky lucky games. <laughs> they get the yeah, Colts, have. get Jacksonville. Imagine if, you know, like the Colts were at the Saints, you know, and yeah. it's like, wow, that it's a lot of intrigue, but Jacksonville just, it just yeah. doesn't cut it. Uh, move on. Steelers and the Ravens, this could become a very big game if the Colts were mm-hmm. to lose. Like I said, we don't think that's going to happen. Baltimore is a six-point favorite. What do you, what do you think here? This is still going to be a very competitive game. These two teams are going in thinking at least they have a shot. Who who do you like in this one? I like the Steelers. Really? I do. Yeah. I just don't think the Ravens have enough. I think they're not healthy enough. I just don't. They're they're just trending downward. The Steelers have a much better chance to make the playoffs than the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think down deep, the Ravens know they're not going to make it. There's like four things have to happen for them to get in. All the Steelers have to do is win and hope the Colts lose and they're in. Yeah. So I think they're going to play harder. It's big Ben's last game. Maybe, maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means anything. I think that line's too high. Baltimore may win. I don't think that have they beat anybody by six points this year. No, no. (laughs) I'm going to take the Steelers and the points. It's so bad. Like the Steelers look so pathetic. I thought against the Browns, I that was just a game. A good team would have beat the Browns forty to nothing. I feel like that night. I, I I think the Steelers have a little bit more motivation because it's Big Ben's last game. I think they're kind of getting the running game going week week by week. Najee Harris has become more and more of a factor. I'm with you. I'll take I'll take the underdog here. I'll take the Steelers uh, plus the six. I think that's like you said, too many points in that yeah. game. Uh, another team that needs to win to lock up the number one seed, that's the Tennessee Titans. They're 10-point favorites on the road against the Houston Texans. We've seen the Texans, I don't know, put up somewhat of a fight at times against teams like this. Is there any reason for for uh, the fans of the Titans to be concerned about this game? If I was a big fan, I would be a little worried about this one because Houston has shown signs of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won two in a row until they lost last week. so. You know, they have been playing a little better. This one would worry me because the Titans are not, they're not real. It's really stupid to say this, but they're not really good. They're not. No. They're the number one seed in the AFC and they're not that good. So if I was a Titans fan, I would be sweating this one. I sure wouldn't want this to be close going down to the wire with, with the pressure that's on you. They should win. The 10 points scares me. I don't know if they cover that or not. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really going to be interesting. I, I, I'm with you. They're not a great team. No. Um, they're going to be one of the worst number one seeds ever, I think. Oh, me too. Uh, I also think, again, they, they got a big break. They <laughs> if they were going to Atlanta this week, I don't know. I'd be a little worried, but I think they beat the Texans. Here's a, 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 a something Dennis brought up about the Colts. Yeah, they have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Wow! So there you go. I think they're going to break that stat this year. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, when you look at the Titans, they are in a terrible division. They, they are. And they're six, not that good. No, six of those eleven wins. Well, five. If they get this one, will be six of the twelve. Mm-hmm. Have come against Indianapolis or uh, yeah, Indianapolis, which is a decent team, and they beat them twice. So you got to give them credit for that. Jacksonville and Houston. Yeah. 
That's six of their 12 wins if they beat the Texans Sunday. So half of their wins have come against that pitiful division. And that's why, you know, they're up there. That and they've, they've, they, what's it, uh, was it Arizona they went to or LA? It was one of them they went to and won right after Henry got, got hurt. I yeah. think it was the Rams. I think LA. It yep. It was. That's yep. a big win. I mean, they, they are a tough, scrappy team, but they're not great. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Now, Derrick Henry, they're going to get him back supposedly for the playoffs, and that could make them, you know, jump up, be better. But it's a question mark. Jared and I were talking about this earlier. He's going to be back, but mm-hmm. is is it going to be a situation where, wow, he's got fresh legs. Look at him. He's he's not beat up. All these other guys kind of are. Or is it a situation of, wow, he's not really in shape? You know, <laughs> so yeah. it, it could go either way there. Well, I, when I watch the Titans now without him, mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of difference <laughs> really between with, with him or with that and the way they play. I just well, he, I'm sure he's going to make a difference. He but. can break those big runs where they can now. I mean, that's the big difference for sure. You have to commit to him and that opens up their pass. That's what I was just getting ready to say. He will take pressure off Tannehill because you have to commit to stopping him more than what you're doing right now against them. So Tannehill will play better with Henry in the backfield. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the big, the big key. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if I, uh, Chiefs, if I was the Chiefs, and Isaac, pay attention here. If I was the Chiefs, I would not want to play Tennessee. I would. Oh, let's get into that because I think I would be a little more scared of the Bills. Yeah, well, so if I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, I know they have to go to Tennessee, so and I know that Tennessee has do- dominated them. So did the Bills, by the way. I just feel like. When you get in the playoffs, man, when you've got that quarterback that's playing great, it makes yeah. a big difference. And I don't – I'm not a Tannehill hater. I don't think if it's coming down to, hey, we got to have a drive to win this game, I don't think he's doing it. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably made a stupid – I forgot the Bills were still alive. <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, the Bills are still I'm, on, I'm on booster uh, recovery here. My booster shot recovery. I'm not thinking clearly here. Yeah. We'll, the reason we'll, I said uh, we'll, that we'll, about we'll, – we'll, we'll let that one slide yeah, for sure. The reason I said that was they can control the clock yeah. with Henry and keep the ball away from Mahomes, much like they did when they killed him the first time they played. Right. The Bills are better, much better overall than the Titans. And uh, Josh Allen has been fantastic in the mm-hmm. last couple of three weeks. So, yeah, that's who they need to fear the worst. No question about it. All right, let's move on to the Saints and the Falcons. This one is a very big game because if the Saints win and the 49ers lose, the Saints are in. The Saints will be in the playoffs. This is a team we've talked about, obviously, for the 18th week now, right? We mm-hmm. never can seem to figure out what the Saints are going to do. We've had Dennis, their, their their biggest fan. He can't ever figure out what they're going to do. He's had some success with them along the way, but they're still a mystery. They go on the road to take on the Falcons. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I just got a feeling this game's going to be tight, Papa Dude. What do, who do you think, or what do you think, I should say, is going to happen in this one? Well, it'll depend on if uh, Atlanta shows up. Do they care? I feel like they're going to care because it's the Saints and it's a rivalry. Yeah. Well, the problem with the Saints is their offense. And when you're offensively challenged, as Miami found out last week, 
you can always lose. Now, how many teams with a chance to win the playoffs have had four different starting quarterbacks? The Saints have started four different guys, and they have an eight and eight record. I mean, should Sean Payton be the coach of the year (laughs) with the mess he's had to deal with down there? Yeah. You know, the season started off, they weren't even playing in New Orleans because of the hurricane. Yeah. Then they went through injuries. They got their their starting quarterback. What did he play? Like two games? Jameis played two games, three games, something like that. Uh, I think he made, yeah, maybe four or five. He didn't play very many. Right. So they lose him. Then you go through COVID. You know, what a mess. And he's got him on the verge of the playoffs. I'm, I kind of admire them. I really do. Um, I, I, I think they're going to win. I think it'll be close, but I do think they're going to win. Yeah. I don't like the, I don't like the Atlanta offense at all. I almost lean Atlanta plus four and a half. I'm with you though. I think if if I had to pick just a winner, I think the Saints are the team that's going to win that game. I, I think they'll gut it out, and and I think you're right. I think when it comes right down to it, this needing to win will make yeah. will make the big difference there. Yep. Uh, Isaac was asking about the over under on the Chiefs game, forty four and a half, forty four and a half. So. I kind of think that'll go over 44 and a half. That well, matters. I think the Chiefs will do their part. I don't know if Denver will. That would be the only problem. You know, will they score enough? I don't know. That's a good the question. Denver defense is pretty good. It's, it's – Yeah, I mean, I think – They held them the down. the problem is they're going to they're gonna have to defend a ton of possessions. <laughs> yeah, I know. They held them down pretty good in Kansas City. I think that was like 22 to 9, 23 to 9. Yeah, that's true. Something like that. That's true. And again, will Denver show up? I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. Jets and Bills. We're not going to talk about that. Bills are going to win that game. Yeah. It's a 16 point spread. I, I don't know. If you want to bet that, that's fine. Um, let's also move on to this one because it's the other game that's the big one. The 49, 49ers-Rams game, uh, you know, how motivated will the Rams be here? That's that's question number one. They cannot get the number one seed, but they could fall if they lose. Right. So I think they need to win this game. They're a four-and-a-half-point fa- favorite against the Niners. Like I said, if the Niners lose, they're going to need a loss from the Saints or the Niners will be uh, eliminated. So, gosh, I think this is one of the tougher ones. Uh, it is. like in this one? Well, this is a huge rivalry from yeah. way back. Uh, I, the Rams can fall to five if they lose. They can, and that's why they really need to win. That's right, because if Arizona wins and they lose, Arizona wins the division. In Arizona, a, as you see on the screen playing the Seahawks, yeah. their six-and-a-half-point favorite, I think Arizona's going to win that game. So so this is really strange. You, you can go from five to two and from two to five. That's a big jump yeah. in the playoffs. You go from – uh, having to play probably Dallas to playing what the Eagles mm-hmm. or the Saints or the Niners or no, it won't be the Niners or the Saints, but it's uh, the Eagles or either the Saints, yeah, or the Niners, right? Yeah, uh, that's a huge difference. Big, so I think the Rams are going to be ready to go, and I think they will they will play hard. And I and I know they're better than the Niners. I, 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 uh, four and a half. I would take the Rams and the points. I think they're going to beat them. I do too. I I think Dennis is going to be partying at the end of this day because I think the 49ers will get beat. I think New Orleans gets in. 
um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I kind of think they're, I, I just, there's so much motivation for the Rams. And yep. when it comes right down to it, they're a better team. At, so now, let I'm me ask go. you this, Aaron. I haven't done all of math or anything, but let's say that Philly loses and the Saints win. Which one is sixth? I, 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 because what I'm getting at is, let's say New England's or New Orleans is six and Tampa's three. They got to play each other again. And guess who owns Tampa Bay? New yeah. Orleans does. That would I'm, be an interesting thing. I'm 99.9% sure New Orleans is the sixth seed. I, I literally too. just looked this up this morning and you asked, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot. Hold on. Let me, let me make sure. I'm 99.9% sure. sure if the Eagles lose. Oh, the Eagles own the tie. Okay. So I got that wrong. I thought it was the way around. To make sure. Yeah. The Eagles did beat the Saints. Uh, Dennis is right. Okay. So, so the, best the Saints can do then is seven. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there goes that theory out the window, but we'll see. They, they still could match up. Well, no, they probably couldn't. I think I think New Orleans is safe, or uh, 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 Tampa safe of facing uh, the Saints uh, on the, in the playoffs. So, all right, we'll kind of wrap it up here. The last games that don't really matter, and then we'll get to the big one on Sunday night. Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, Patriots still have a shot to win the division if if somehow the Bills get beat. They also, you know, it's just another kind of let's feel good going into the playoffs type thing, trying to develop your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Dolphins didn't look very good. I think New England wins this game. I, I, they're six and a half point favorites. I think they cover. Do you? I don't, I'm not sure they cover. I think they win, though. Yeah, I do not think Miami's going to play hard. I do. I do, too. Rivalry game. Well, so nine and eight season, you know, winning season. Yeah. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's something when you were one in seven at one yeah. time. So, yep, I think that'll be a decent game. I've got a family member going to that game, and uh, boy, last time he went down there, all kinds of hell happened. So oh, hopefully, really? Hopefully, I don't have to bail him out of jail this time. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> <laughs> but he will be at the game. He's excited. Called me uh, last week, so boy, it's going to mean a lot. And he he was hoping Miami would win, and then it would really mean a lot. Didn't happen. Anyway, he'll have some fun down in Miami. Uh, we already said we think the Cardinals will beat the Seahawks. Um, you know, the Buccaneers and the Panthers. I don't know. The Buccaneers are an eight-point favorite. Panthers are awful. Uh, but I don't know. With all the distraction, I guess if you have Tom Brady, no big deal for the Buccaneers. <laughs> will they rest him? I, they need to win. I mean, yeah, for seeding purposes. They do. Uh I don't know what that's done to them. I don't. I don't know if that's bothered the team, that whole mess. Yeah. For some reason in my mind, I don't think it did. I don't think it bothers that team. I, I don't think that. You know, when you got a guy that does that, and I don't think he's very popular anyway, I don't think that bothers guys. Mm-mm. You know, I, I, so I don't think that's going to be a, just that much of a distraction. I think they cover that pretty easy. And by the way, is uh, I can't think of his first name. Ruled at uh, Carolina. Is he in some trouble? Yeah, Matt Rule. Uh, Matt, back to back seasons aren't very good. I wouldn't think, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know people have not been happy with this season. That's what happens when you start four and zero, and then yeah. you're you know five and eleven in the last week. Well, they're as bad as anybody right now. Dennis says, did you guys see that T.O. talked about coming back to the Bucks? I didn't see that. No. <laughs> well, that Me too. Cool. 
Remember when wow. Jim Rome called him two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest thing. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah, that's just what they need. They need him. Yeah. Isaac says he thinks the uh, the Bucks will rust. Uh, will rust. Will rest. Uh, uh, Tom Brady and still win. So we'll see. I, I think the Bucks win that game. Uh, yeah. And then finally, perhaps the hardest game. Oh God. Ever in the history of football to predict. Yeah. It's it's a win and you're in yep. between the Chargers and the Raiders. It'll be Sunday night's game. I, I honestly can't I can't wait for this game. Like like just I just think it's got a shot to be such a train wreck. These two teams <laughs> have been an incredible up and down, you know, season for both of them. The Chargers should be embarrassed that they're in this position, that they have to go to Vegas and win to get in the playoffs. I mm -hmm. think the Chargers, talent-wise, one of the better teams in the NFL. Chargers are a three-point favorite against Vegas. Who gets it done in the desert Sunday night? Well, I think this will be one, which team chokes the most? You know, although I guess you can't call the Raiders chokers because they went in and beat Tennessee, or who was it? Uh, Indianapolis. I, to get in this position. I would kind of call the Raiders, and you may fall out of the chair, they've been kind of clutch the last yeah, three weeks. Yeah, they have. <laughs> uh, now, there's no doubt the Chargers are better than three points over them, right? That's the, <laughs> the line. They That's seem the much line. better. <laughs> yeah. That's the line you want to take. You want to take the Chargers minus three. Yeah. Is there... 14 better than the Raiders, but you can't. <laughs> so you look at the 49 and a half. I, you know, that's, I don't, if I was going to, if I was going to bet, I probably, I, I think I'd go under um, 26 and a half for the Chargers on their team total, 22 and a half for the Raiders. I don't, I, I just, I don't see anything, anything to bet. If I was going to bet, I would just do logic and I'd take the Chargers minus three because they should beat them by more than three. I agree. <laughs> I, to me, this is a game you bet if you just want to drive yourself insane for three hours. <laughs> I mean, I would, this is one I would bet it and then drink heavily while the game is going on. <laughs> so that's the only way it's going to be fun. Is you know, you can't, I mean, to me, it's, it's very simple. The Chargers are a team that can beat almost anybody in the AFC. Maybe not almost. Maybe they can beat anybody. In oh, the they AFC. can. Yeah. And they could also get beat double digits to the Raiders. <laughs> so, well, they lost double digits to Houston. I know. Um, the, the first time these two played, it, it looked like it was going to be a runaway. Uh, the Chargers got up 21 to nothing. They were up 21 to nothing at the half. The Raiders had a huge third quarter. They cut the score to 21 to 14. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the, the Chargers got a, a touchdown late to win 28-14. The biggest thing about that game, they were able to stop the run. The Chargers have trouble stopping the run. They were able to do that against the Raiders. If they can stop the run here, they should win. So I'm going to go Chargers minus three and, you know, probably well, just be shaking my head by the time this game's over. I don't know why, but I like the Chargers. I always have. I'm going to go with the team with the prettiest uniforms. <laughs> and and that would be anybody against the Raiders. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely, definitely true. Uh, Dennis says, oh, 
Carr is his MVP vote if they win this game because he didn't think uh, they would win four games without Carr. You know, you're right. He's he's had a hell of a year, Dennis. Yes. He, he would, he's not my MVP vote, but he's had a hell of a year. This guy's thrown for 4,600 yards yeah. this year. They uh, have no running game. No, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And again, they couldn't run the ball on the Chargers the first time. That's the Chargers' weakness. And that's why I think they'll be able to stop uh, the Raiders enough. No surprise, Isaac thinks the game has a shot to go into overtime. And and Isaac may be right here. This definitely feels like overtime and maybe almost end in a tie. That's <laughs> well, it can't be a one-point win in overtime. Yeah. That's impossible. No. Well, no, but still. <laughs> um, well, I guess it could. No, it couldn't. No, it couldn't. No, it couldn't. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be an entertaining game. I promise you that this yeah, will be will. clear, clear your calendars for Sunday night. Uh, this is the one you can't miss, right? Well, I, I think you can miss it, but <laughs> you need to watch the last 10 minutes for sure. If it's, if it's, if it's minus 10 outside, you definitely want to be watching this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right, uh, that'll do it for our talk here. Uh, I, I was going to bring up the website now if you're watching live on the screen. Uh, as you can see, we got we got three games posted for the NFL. We'll have a few more as well. Uh, scroll down, though. This is something Papa Dude's been doing, and uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty good. You guys are going to like it. Uh, best bets of the day for NBA and, 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 and NCAA basketball has started. He's been doing them. Um, you know, I'll just kind of ask you, because I haven't really been following the basketball scene. I've been more on the hockey other than the football. So, NBA, who do you like so far? Who's, who's some of your teams uh, that, that you're liking so far? Well, the West is has three super teams, Golden State, Phoenix, and the Utah Jazz. And it's a funny thing about the Jazz. And they're, they're one of these teams, maybe somebody can explain it, because I, I have a hard time, great regular season team yep. every year but just don't have what it takes in the playoffs. And I don't exactly know what that is, but they're the three best in, in the West. And then it drops off. Uh, well, I'll take that back. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing unbelievably well right now. They're on a roll. They beat me the other night. I had them thought they would get beat against, uh, I think the nets and uh, they beat them in Brooklyn. So they're playing really well. So there's four really good teams in the West that drops off. After that, now notice there's one team I didn't mention, and that would be the Lakers. Yeah. Don't know what's going to happen there. They're not playing very well. They've got injuries. Will they make a trade? Will something happen uh, to get them over the hump? They played a little bit better uh, this week. Uh, Over on the other side, wow, you got the Nets, the Bucks, the Bulls. The Mm -hmm. Bulls are the number one team in the east right now the chicago bulls how long has it been since uh they've been that good and they're really good the east probably has more quality teams than the west the west may have the best team so anyway uh it's going to be pretty good i've kind of been following a little bit and i tell you nba games are tough to pick right now folks because of covid Mm -hmm. don't know who's going to play and uh it's a mess it really is what about college? Again, I've, I've been watching our, our Sooners, but not a whole lot else just yet. Like I said, I've been doing it's a lot of early. NHL stuff. What about college? I, I saw the uh, Baylor 
uh, beat our beat our Sooners, but it wasn't a bad loss, and no. uh, they're they're number one right now uh, again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you think? Are they kind of I'm your favorites? I'm very impressed with Baylor from yeah. what I've seen. I've seen him twice. Uh, by the way, is is there a more underrated athletic department in the country than Baylor? It's crazy. No one thinks of them, but let's look at them. Mm-hmm. Their football, their football team, twelve and two, and won the Sugar Bowl. Won the conference. Won the won the Big Twelve conference. Yep. Uh, defending national champions in basketball. Defending national champions and have a good shot at winning it again mm-hmm. with different players. They lost four starters off that team. <laughs> And he's went out and got these guys, and I was watching it the other night, and they're from everywhere. Yeah. None of them from Texas. Yeah. And Texas is loaded with high school basketball talent. See, so I great. was confused because I thought they wouldn't be very good this year. I know. Yeah. Uh, and then their women's basketball has been yeah. good. Of course, she left. Uh, the the mother bear. Yeah. <laughs> he went to LSU and they're kicking ass down there. Yeah. So I don't know how good they are. I know they got beat the other night at Kansas state. And they don't easily lose their baseball's good. Their, their women's softball's okay. I mean, what a program down there. Yeah. That doesn't get much recognition, but anyway, they're good. Of course, Duke is back and playing pretty well. Uh, the big 12 is loaded. You mm-hmm. had Kansas, you got, uh, Texas Tech, you got Texas, uh, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma's not bad, West Virginia, they're all good. There's yeah. not a night, night a TCU, there's not a night off in the Big 12. So it's loaded. The Big 10 is good. Um, you got Ohio State, Wisconsin, Purdue, um, just a lot of really good. You know how the Big 10 is. They're always pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky's playing all right. Um, the ACC is weak. Believe it or not, there's only one team ranked in the ACC. Wow. That's hard to believe, isn't it? That is. And that's Duke. Huh. By the time the year's over, you know, they'll probably be different. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga's pretty good. Arizona's good again. So there's a lot of good teams. Uh, now's the time when college basketball starts rolling because yep. they're in the middle of the conference. Here's another thing to look at, though. And it's the same thing as the NBA. COVID is all over the place in college basketball game. And when you look every night at the games that are scheduled, there's almost as many postponed as are scheduled. And I don't know how they're going to make all these games up. Some of these teams have already missed three or four games. So it's a mess trying to figure out who's going to play and who's not. Example, last night I had Iowa State and Texas Tech. And um, that's a big game in the Big Big 12. Mm-hmm. It was at Iowa State. And by the way, Iowa State won two games last year. Yeah. I think they're 13. I think it made them 13 and one or 12 and one. Well, they got that assistant coach that they had back, right? Isn't that who they hired? Yeah. He's fantastic, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dennis, I forgot to mention Louisville, too. Louisville's playing real well. uh, How's Kentucky? I don't even know. They're okay. They're okay. (laughs) He hates them. And and I do too. Uh, But anyway, um, what was I talking? Iowa State. Texas Tech last night, I knew their best player was out. Mm-hmm. But that was all I knew about when I made the bet. Now, I picked Iowa State to win because they were only a one-and-a-half-point favorite on their home court. That's kind of what I look at sometimes college basketball. Yeah. When you're just a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, you know. 
if I jump in real quick, don't you think, and I, I haven't bet uh, college basketball this year, but in the past I definitely have. Don't you think that sport over maybe any other home field or home court advantage means more? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt, especially when they play when it's packed. And yeah. they made a difference last night. But that game I was getting at, uh, Texas Tech had seven players last night. Mm-hmm. Seven. That's all they had. Seven total. I mean, they didn't have walk-ons over there. They had seven guys. And that was the difference in the game. They played their butts off and almost won it. I did cover on it. I would say 150 to 46. But what I'm getting at is, man, you just don't know who's going to play and who's not in these games. And these athletic departments are so secretive about it that even when you place the bet, you still don't know until – no one's releasing any information. Uh, The other night when Oklahoma went to Baylor – they had three guys that were out uh, the previous game. So uh, I heard the Oklahoma radio announcer uh, on that day, and they asked him, he was in Baylor with the team. They said, are these guys going to play tonight? He goes, I can't tell you. Yeah, said, I know, but I can't tell you because the coach asked me not to. <laughs> so they didn't know until like two hours before the game that the yep. three, three guys that were out the previous game was going to play. And that's what's going on. So it's really hard to bet right now but college basketball is getting ready to really get going i i I was following that story as well and they kept saying i think they're gonna play but we're not sure so yeah yeah. (laughs) and that makes it from a gambling standpoint that's what makes college i was i was explaining the bowls uh to people uh, you know they were betting on bowls and it's like college like in the pros, no matter what the sport is, you know who's going to play and who's not going to play. There isn't any iffy BS going on yeah. before the game. College, it's more of a guess. A it lot is. of times there was a few bowls you'd show up and it's like, well, Missouri doesn't have their running back tonight. What? Like, I never heard of this. They just kicked it off. You know? I know. So, I know. I did not know that. I know. It, but that happens, and it, especially like the the previous bastard that used to coach OU, you would never know who was going to play or who was going to. No, never. He would lie and everything else about injuries and stuff. Did you see this down there? What Mark just announced? Did you know that? Uh, Let's see. It has to be difficult to place any sports bet these days uh, for sure. With COVID protocols, three St. Louis blues are out again, including Tarasenko. Yeah. I had heard about that right before it got on the air. Yeah. And yeah, that to, to wrap up kind of what we talked about. And then Isaac is, is dying for you to tell the the story. So you're going to let you do it this week, but to wrap it up, uh, you know, again, this this show will still be around, but we'll transition more in yeah. basketball and and uh, hockey once once football finally gets wrapped up. Of course, we'll be covering the playoffs all the way through. But uh, I was going to click on this and kind of echo what you said. You can get free H- uh, NHL picks every game, every night uh, on the site now under free NHL picks. But to echo what you're saying and what Mark says, same way. There's four games a night that are canceled in the NHL. Yeah. Um, Again, with professional sports, you know who's in and out, at least. You know, but, Aaron, I was – go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Well, it's a mess. Go ahead. Oh, so yeah. I was talking to uh, a high school coach, a couple of them, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. And I was asking him, I said, what's it like at the high school level right now? You got guys out. And they go, no, we got a lot of guys sick, but they're not getting tested. Right. And that's going to start happening. Uh, you know, Heather read me a statistic, something, I don't know, what, what do you say, like 300 new cases in Lawrence County the other day or something like that? 
and uh, which is a very small county. That's where you live and where I, I live for, for for a long time. And uh, I said the interesting thing about that, that's how many people have reported it. Yeah, there a lot of these people now, especially with this new, the, you know, the new strain, it's not quite as severe. Plus, people are vaccinated. Maybe they're not feeling effects as much. They may just be saying, oh, I just have a cold. I don't care. Yeah. I'm over it in a few days. We, I bet over half the county has it, you know? I, I would say so. Yeah. And it's flu season on top of everything else, too. But these leagues and these NCAA teams are getting tested constantly. And that's why so much of this is coming yeah. out uh, more there than it is other factions of the country. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, it's a it, it is a problem in, in the NHL deals with Canada and they have a totally different set of values up there than we do about this. They take it a lot more seriously than we do. So yeah. how they're gonna get those games in or not. Uh, who do you like in the NHL? Well, they're like I was gonna say, they're they're playing they're playing in a lot of empty arenas uh, in places again. So not well, so much. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's in NHL, I think it's happening a little bit in Canada as well. So um, yeah, as far as who I like in the NHL, we'll, we'll quickly do this. Uh, as far as the East goes, I think Tampa's going to be awfully tough again. But if the Maple Leafs can figure it out in the playoffs, they're the team I've liked the most. I've watched them a ton. Uh, they're, they're just an explosive bunch. They really are. They can put it in the net. They're getting a goaltending right now. I, I really like Toronto out of the Atlantic. Uh, you know, at the Metropolitan Division, I still think Carolina, you, if, if you're looking at that, if you're watching this live, they're third right now. I still think they're the best team uh, in that division overall. I think they're the deepest. Pittsburgh is very hot right now. We saw them beat our Blues last night. Uh, those were the two hottest teams in the league. Blues jumped out ahead of them, and Pittsburgh stormed back and just dominated. Uh, they're definitely going to be one to watch. Uh, they haven't been the best throughout the whole season, though. I, I think that's Carolina. Uh, Western Conference, uh, the more I watch Nashville, I yeah. think they're pretty damn good. That's who I've been most impressive with. Uh, the Blues, obviously playing really good hockey right now. They've been inconsistent, but they have definitely had just streaks where they've lost players. Uh, yeah. it, it sounds like it's going to happen again. Uh, it's a they're where they're at. The it is. They, they won a lot of these games with a with third, third string goalie and, and a lot of guys that uh, maybe I've heard of, but – because I follow the Blues in depth, but if I was watching a different team where I don't really follow their minor league system, I would have no idea who those players were, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so I am very impressed with the Blues, uh, but I think Nashville's the best team. Pacific Division, I really like Calgary and Anaheim better than Vegas even. Uh, nothing wrong with Vegas. I like them, but I like Calgary and Anaheim. I, I, I really like Calgary the way they can shut teams down. They, they really play low-scoring games. I think that's the kind of hockey that'll win in the playoffs. So I do like them. And if you look, uh, yeah, they have, they've, they've given up 73 goals, which is the, le- uh, the least amount in the West. Uh, and Edmonton, I think, is very overrated. Uh, I, I, think, I think they'll end up getting swallowed up by some of those teams. I think San Jose can kind of catch them, maybe Los Angeles. Vancouver was hot uh, a little bit earlier. So that's kind of yeah. the summary of the NHL. Well, me. there's a couple there, too, that I like. Uh, I think you might have overlooked Colorado. Yeah, I, I didn't want to just mention every one of them, but sure. I know, I know. Colorado, the, the thing with them, they've only played 29 absolutely. games. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, these other teams that got a lot of games a hand on them, they're winning every time they play. They've mm-hmm. just said COVID 
problems and all kinds of messes. So yeah, I like them a lot. They, you know what? Last year I thought they were a lock. They were going to win it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just look so good, and they make us look bad. We we match. We don't match up both. No, we lose. But they they didn't get it done, and I I th- I'm sitting here the same way, going, yeah, they should they should get it done, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, they I, I, you know. <laughs> As we make this transition from football, we probably are going to talk about hockey quite a bit. Yeah. And hopefully, I know we're getting some comments here from some people, which I like. Yeah. uh, Because Aaron and I follow hockey pretty close. Uh, Now, Mark's made a comment here. And Mark, and uh, (laughs) Aaron's probably going to disagree with this. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you totally. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't think Bennington's playing that well. And I don't blame him last night. He didn't have much help last night in that, in that last period. But I just don't see him making the big save you got to have. It's odd. The Blues kind of got stuck, right? Yes, they did. Absolutely. If you follow the Blues, like Mark, I'm sure you do. And, and of course we do. And you follow them extensively. Jordan Bennington was never a thought to no. play in the NHL, let alone, I mean, not even as a backup. Jordan Bennington no. was never in the plans. Out of no. necessity, they throw him in, and he plays better than any goalie we've ever had for that stretch, wins the Stanley Cup. You have to you have to go with him after that run. You just had to. The next year, he played really, really well, and then COVID hit. And since that, he's definitely been hit and miss, and that that consistency has really lacked. There are there are nights he kind of looks like he used to look, and there are nights it's like that's why he was the fifth goalie in our organization before all that happened. I, yeah. He's my hero. He will always be one of my <laughs> favorite Blues. If he gives up fifty goals a night from this moment forward, I'm not going to care. He brought a Stanley Cup to St. Louis. He's done enough. But at the same time, yeah, I, I sit here and think, well, what are we going to do? Will he be here two, three years from now? I'm not sure. I was a little surprised they signed him to that long-term contract, but I guess they didn't have a choice because he was a fan favorite. Yeah. And they did win the Stanley Cup. And I'm like, you, yeah, we can never forget that. And he was instrumental in us winning the Cup. We don't now, win it without I will him. Argue, I don't agree that he's a crybaby. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, that, that one makes me mad, Mark. <laughs> um, He's I my crybaby, Mark. You leave I him told, alone. I told you you'd make him mad, there, Mark. Um, <laughs> that I read an article by somebody I really trust, uh, a hockey writer in St. Louis, and he he came out and he said there were three players that have to play better down the stretch, and he thinks the Blues are a Stanley Cup contender. They are, yeah. And one of them was Braden Shin. Yeah, and so I'm not really worried about him because he's been hurt. Yeah. When he he's comes back, when he comes back, he's a key. Yep. The second one was uh, Scandella, one of the defensemen that has not panned out. Yep. Uh, to me, that's non-existent. And the third one was Bennington, and he was the first guy I've heard come down on Bennington. And he said his save percentage is not very good. He's inconsistent, and if they're going to win. He's going to have to get straightened out. Now, part of it is he 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 has been out. Mm-hmm. 
So it's going to take a while to get back going again. He can't, seems like, and the Blues seems like they're not in any kind of a rhythm playing games. They play a game and then they're off three days and then they play another one. Yeah. That's going to change here in the next week or so. They're going to get to playing a lot. So we'll see. I do think he's going to have to play better than what he's playing. And, but I really believe if we can keep Tarasenko happy, I think this team's pretty good. Cairo mm-hmm. Cairo is a star. Yep. He's a star. So we'll see. I, I, I agree with Mark here. I, I, down the last one, he said, we do need some help on the back. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, Mark. I'm worried about it. I'm just saying, I don't think he's a crybaby, but I agree. He's a, here's the other the thing. We kind of got better goaltending when he was out. We did. From no-name guys. So The thing that bothers me, Aaron, about Bennington, and it didn't happen with these other guys, and it's probably a coincidence, but we blow so many leads with him, and we didn't when those other guys were playing. Yeah. We'll see. I I, Listen, he's he's the hero of St. Louis forever. Oh, I know. I also want to win more Stanley Cups, and if he's not getting it done, then he's just not. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm mature enough to handle this criticism. Okay, now if you <laughs> criticize Ryan O'Reilly, then we're going to have to fight. All right. Well, I don't think he's playing it great. So there you well, go. Well, then that means you and I will have to fight. So that's <laughs> that. Uh, I have confidence in our general manager, and if yeah. Bennington is not cutting the mustard. He's out the door. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. And so I think, yeah, we can definitely uh, go, you know, and, and rest easy on that. All right. We took up a lot of time and I wanted, uh, Isaac wants you to tell the story. So well, I, I don't know why he wants me to tell the story. It's not that good. Uh, I like his other one better. He said something about it. I will mention this one. Uh, okay. Isaac, Isaac, if, if you guys, if you saw him, Isaac doesn't weigh 130 soaking wet, I don't think. But that kid can eat more than anybody I have ever seen. <laughs> so when I've I was seen talking, Isaac. He's not a big kid. Yeah. No, he's not, but he can eat. Yeah. And so so we, we took him, we took the basketball team, the girls and boys basketball team down to Oklahoma City to watch the Thunder game. Yeah. And that was so cool. I mean, the Thunder are so great too. It was they they're so good. Anyway, not not the players, but there's the organization is so How they treated you guys. Oh, they treated us like right. So anyway, so coach and I are sitting there watching Isaac eat. (laughs) Isaac doesn't watch the game. He's he's up and down the aisles, and we were on the very top row. I don't know how he got up and down those steps so many times. (laughs) Every time I looked, he had nachos, he had popcorn, he had a hot dog, he had a candy bar, he had another deal of popcorn. And this is on top of everything he ate at Brahms when we stopped uh, for lunch. He just, he was unbelievable. But the game he wants me to talk about was one of the most unbelievable games. This isn't a funny story. It's just, we were, uh, we were behind by, uh, let me get this straight, six points. With 45 seconds left, 48, mm-hmm. we had blown it. And uh, so we called timeout with about 45 seconds left. We're down six. And to be frank with you, we both of us, uh, both coaches thought, oh, well, we just blew another one. 
You know, yeah. this is a key game for our season. Um, we're playing Thomas Jefferson, big rival. Anyway, we're at home, down six. So we uh, coached her up a play, came down. They executed it perfectly, and we got a bucket to uh, cut it to four with about 40 seconds left. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we, we were pressing, and they got the ball down the floor, missed a shot, and we came down. And we messed around and we scored and we cut it to two was like 20 some seconds to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me back up. We were down eight. We were down eight with 48 seconds left. Remember I'm on, I'm on booster <laughs> medication crap here. So anyway, so uh, yeah, we were down eight. So we got it down to four with about 20 seconds left, stole the ball. We were pressing, stole the ball. Went to uh, one of our uh, kids, stole it. Uh, great kid, Spencer Caddick, stole the ball, got fouled, had to make them both. He did. Cuts it down to two. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up getting another free throw somehow, and we had it down to one. Now, wait a minute. We hit two more free throws. We stole the ball again and hit two more, and that ties the game. Okay. Yeah. So we make four free throws in the last. I don't know, 10, 12 seconds. It's a miracle. We've got it down to eight. They've still are, we've got it tied. We were down yeah. eight. They now they still have a chance to win. There's like six, seven, eight seconds left. So they go down and run over one of our guys. He took a charge. Questionable call. Yes. But you get those calls when you're making a comeback like that. Yeah. We got one shot left to win it, or we're going to go into overtime. And Isaiah Swain, our little uh, point guard, drives the length of the floor, goes down in front of our bench. He's on the baseline, throws up a prayer. <laughs> 15 feet. Actually, it wasn't that bad a shot, but it was a tough shot. If you ever he saw was it. like leaning. Yeah. yeah. It's not very big either. Isaiah. No, this kid is. How tall is He's not Heather's height, is he? He's like, about 5'8", probably. At, he's tiny. Yeah. yeah. Strong on and fast and quick yeah. and shoot the lights out of it. And he hits that shot at the buzzer. Yeah. Well, we come back from eight in the last 48 seconds. And if you watch the film, I I, I had a scorebook in my, in my, uh, I was holding a scorebook. And when that shot went in, if you watch the video, you see the scorebook. And I don't even remember doing this. The scorebook just goes whoop, flying up because I just yeah. like that. And I don't even remember. I don't even remember doing that. Well, I remember Isaac was on uh, the end of the bench, and oh, he God. probably jumped ten feet in the air because I've seen this on uh, Huddle or whatever. Yeah, it was on. I've seen it, and I, I think Isaac may have tackled Isaiah. <laughs> he was going nuts too. Yeah, that was yeah. incredible. That was something else, and that was when this team was starting to gel. Yeah, they were really good, and they were they ended up being really really good. It was a good team. Yeah, it was a it was a really good team, a fun one to watch, and. Yeah. To watch our student body, uh, there's some video whenever that guy got the charging foul. Yeah. Showed the student. They're, they're just going nuts over there. And they ran out on the floor, didn't they, after the – Yeah, made. it was – yeah. Yeah. We were beat. And, and, you know, sometimes you win games like that, and those are the ones that you remember. And it seems like good teams win those kind of games. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what high school's all about. And hopefully the NIL doesn't get down into high school. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> well, it might. I don't know. I do want to mention one thing, Aaron, before we get yep. off. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention this because we were ripping Caleb Williams a lot 
Monday, and deservedly so. There is one thing that I forgot to mention that is good, good that he did. He mm-hmm. could have quit or entered the portal before the bowl game. Yeah, yeah. The, the Alamo Bowl. And had he done that, OU would not have had a scholarship quarterback to go mm-hmm. down to the bowl game. He didn't do that. So I think that bear that, that should be mentioned. He he did go out the right way. I think, and I hope people listen to the end of this show, because we had one comment. It's like, so Lincoln Riley can leave, but Caleb Williams can't. And it's like, I don't think you really got the point of our show. If that was your comment, and I don't even know who it was. Not anybody that's on here now, or maybe it is. I don't know. But it, the point is, NIL's out of control. Like, he shouldn't be getting million-dollar offers uh, as a freshman quarterback. I have no, I'll, I have nothing against Caleb Williams no. if he leaves. Not a thing. Okay, you're right. He did everything the right way did. to win that bowl game and, and make sure we got that. And he realized, hey, that's this is important. It's Stoops coming back, and we need yep. to win. For me, the more I've heard about this, I don't think this is Caleb Williams really wanting to leave. I, don't know I think this is adults in his life chasing it's, money. It's sad. I think it's his dad, and he does have an agent. And I think, yeah. Well, if you ask the kid, he would be at OU. So, so the thing I I don't like about this whole thing is the dad's doing interviews. Yeah, and he's on Twitter all the time. He's yeah, but that's what you're gonna get more and more. The kids aren't gonna make the decisions, and I I hope seriously. I know people are like, well, you know, this guy. If he leaves, it'll be a different thing. No, I just hope whatever happens, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And not what his dad and his agent are telling him to do. I hope he's, I hope he's playing next year where he truly wants to play. Yeah. I like Caleb Williams. I think he's a good guy. Good kid. So He's special. I'm going to tell you that. And I'm, not, I'm not talking about athletics. I'm talking about his personality, yep. his leadership abilities, his uh, the way he carries himself in interviews. He's un, He's really, really uh, intelligent. A very special person. Yep. If his father will get out of the way, you know, yeah. and trying to make money off of him. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's got his best interests in mind. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I, it is right. He went out. There is no good way to go out. No, there's just no way he, he was going to offend somebody. Well, and if you just... if you are an OU fan and you're on social media talking shit about this kid, get a life. And if you're doing that about any kid, get a life. I mean, yeah, it's a kid. This guy's 18 years old and you can say, oh, they're not kids. They're professional athletes. Now, yeah, they are, but they're still young. They're that still 18, cool. 19 years old. And I know I was an asshole when I was 18, 19 years old. So, and I didn't know what, what was best for me one way or the other then. So, I mean. Well, that's another reason why you don't give kids the opportunity to make this kind of money. Well, and that's another thing. Yeah. That's, that's another subject for another day. Yeah. For sure. And one <laughs> other thing, you know, that was mentioned a lot the other night was what can they do about this? And we were talking about the courts were ruling on it. I've heard a lot of discussion on that this week, and you have too, that 
the member schools of the NCAA can get together as a group and come up with some rules, some regulations. Now, whether that would hold up in a court of law, I don't know. But they could do what baseball does, Major League Baseball and the NFL, and have salary caps and have some sort of guidelines to kind of control this. But whether or not they're, all of them will do it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's coming to that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. I think I think there'll be some some regulations that happen. We'll see. I like said I'm I like you you want to go bash a coach and all that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's at least an adult and yeah. You know, <laughs> bash a kid. I don't I don't know. I I just hope he's he's playing where he wants to play next year. That's that's all I'll say. And I agree, like Mark said, you know, he he tried to single handedly <laughs> bring them back and he just had no help from the well, player. And you, you've got to think. I don't know. I, I don't know what goes through their heads, but you got to think if he played that hard in that game and he came back to for the bowl game and he was an honor citizen, you know, he took all the workouts, worked hard, all that kind of stuff, said the right things. Didn't he really want to be at OU? It seems it. That's why I think everybody was like, oh, this is. He's coming back. Like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Why would I he remember not? I texted you during the post game press conference and I said, Yeah, if he doesn't come back. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Because he was so great in that press conference. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see. He still might. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with him. Um, all right. We're going to get out of here. We will be back on Monday. I kind of had a, an idea. All right. For the Monday show. Run it by me. We could go live right as they're kicking off for the national title game and have some instant reactions to that game <laughs> while we kind of talk about what happened week 18 of the NFL. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah. That's and fine. You know, we'll see how it goes and see if yeah. anybody likes it. If, if, if nobody's watching, we'll, we'll get off our normal time. If not, we'll stay and we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we might do that. So well, we could come on like about maybe – what time is that game? Probably seven. So. Yeah, I mean, we could come on like start <laughs> the second quarter even, or you know. Oh, okay. I was thinking we could come on right before it or something. Yeah, because what? Well, yeah, or right before. I, what I'm thinking is we could make it special because college football is kind of what started the site. That's what not started, but that's the first thing we started covering, right? Mm-hmm. And we covered it all the way from all your previews that you wrote all year or all off season, all the way through the national title. So it kind of be cool to be on live during the game, I think. So, okay. All right. That's okay. It's, it's, it's decided. So let tune back my, in Monday me, night. Me, What's that? Let me get my calendar uh, here. See, oh, I don't need a calendar. I yes, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Monday night, we will be here. Uh, we'll, we'll go live for the national title game on Monday night. You know, we do this for races. We go live during the big races. So they can only make sense. So, all right. Come watch it. We'll, we'll be like the Mannings. You can come watch the show or, or the game with us. Have the game on and then have us on in the background. I don't. I don't know if I'd do that, but we will be live on Monday night. We'll see how that goes. We'll we'll talk about the NFL, uh, you know, during commercial breaks and, and lulls stuff like that as well. Uh, recapping that. So, all right, guys, we're getting out of here. Good luck, everybody, uh, playing horses, sports, whatever you're playing today, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports? 
But you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, 